to the Rice Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is John George, and uh, with me today is owner Michael Carey. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, uh, skip. let's skip all the, all the intro stuff, and let's just get right into it. dynasty league i, I want to welcome everybody to the league i know we don't have every owner in the league quite yet we still have four vacant spots michael you're working on that right uh working diligently we're having tryouts uh oh yeah know, seven challenges i mean uh, haven't been completed so far so we might have to edit the difficulty level but that's and okay as all the owners know the buy-in is insane it's about 50 million uh for a team in this league so uh, we've, we haven't had too many uh, people who wanted to buy, you know, 50 million's a lot. Uh, it's a really corrupt league, honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, the pay, as you know, the payout is pretty small. It's about 120 if you get first, but uh, it costs 50 million to get in the league. So it is pretty weird. Uh, that wasn't my fault. I promise you Damn that. Max. It was Max. All right, so this is uh, the first Dynasty League I'm ever doing. How about you? Uh, this is my intro to the Dynasty League, but you know, with my history of dominance in fantasy football in recent years, I'm feeling pretty confident going in. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a whole new world, honestly. Dynasty leagues. If you, I, honestly, all the owners should know because I texted them what it was. It's pretty important that you know you're going to be in a Dynasty league when you sign up for a Dynasty league because it's. It's pretty different. You're gonna you're gonna be keeping uh, your entire team if you would like to, is uh, what I ended up deciding. And we we have a very long draft as well, twenty four picks. Uh, I got all this information Huge from my team. yeah, got all this information from my friend Brock Hayden. Uh, just sort of modeled it after his league, and uh, it's the 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 key here is you get to keep everyone on your team, everyone you want. So you have those twenty four picks in order to um, not only have starters that are good this year, but on your bench, players that you believe to be good in future years. Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about more about Sam later. <laughs> uh, but this, this, this podcast, it's going to happen every week. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the league, um, the NFL, and Rice Dynasty personally. Just go over scores from previous weeks, preview future weeks, uh, talk about whose teams are the best, how everyone's doing, and we're going to get you guys, the owners, in on this podcast, too. Starting off this week, actually, we've got we've got two owners that are going to be joining us. Uh, my brothers, Anthony George, owner of Team Always Rebuilding, and Alex G., owner of Team Alex. Of course, these names aren't finalized quite yet, as Michael was telling me before the podcast. We're still work in progress with the team names, as not even the draft order has been decided. But hey, we're gonna oh. get into that a little oh, bit later. Oh, hint, hint. We we're gonna get into that a Spoilers little bit ahead. later. Spoilers ahead. We're gonna get into that. All right. Well, I, I think that's a pretty good intro. Honestly, we're let's let's jump right into it and get uh, Anthony George on the phone right now. 
All right, welcome, welcome, Anthony, uh, to to the Rice Dynasty podcast. Our first guest ever wow, on the cast. Absolute honor. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off. I just want to start off with your name. Team Always Rebuilding. You you just recently changed that name. Is that official? Are you locked in on Team Always Rebuilding? Yeah, that's the thing. You never know. Either I always am or I always am not. But you got to guess either or. Ooh. So you're saying you could rebuild the team name while you're rebuilding the le- the team itself. Something, something is always being rebuilt. Just, wow. just keep that in mind. <laughs> wow. Relocation, yeah, possibly rebuilding a stadium. I, yeah. I get it. Okay. Um, so let, let's go over I, your I, fantasy football. I mean, what? What? my team is just really well-rounded. And I want to make sure that I'm always at the top at each level of my team, whether it's the fan base or the players or what we eat at lunch, like that type of thing. Everything is really well-rounded at its peak, so I'm always rebuilding something, you know? Yeah, sticking with the times. I've got a big question. Uh, Pepsi or Coke in your stadium? In my stadium? Uh, I'll have to follow the stock market on that one, but for right now, Coke. But we'll see. Okay, good call. Okay, good call. yeah, good call. I, I like that call. Big question. All right. Now, let's let's just go over your fantasy football history here. Uh, I know you're in my family fantasy league with me. You, As an owner, you, you uh, have had amazing regular seasons in that league, but you always lose in the first round of the playoffs. You always manage to do it. Uh, yep. Talk about that. Maybe other fantasy leagues you're in, too, if you've had success there. So yeah, that's that's my main, been my main fantasy league. After that, I've kind of branched off. I've had a couple other fantasy leagues I've been in. Uh, this past year, I was in three leagues. This year, I'm now in four leagues. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I've, I'm really really pesky on the waiver wire. I feel like that's my 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 forte. So that's kind of the reason I've had these really big uh, regular seasons. But some of my players have a history of getting hurt at the in their training camps, so I've always kind of fallen off the rails a little bit during the playoffs. But this league's going to give me a little more uh, room to succeed because now I got these trades in my back pocket, and I can always pick up for the future. So I'm feeling confident. I'm always out there grabbing rookies left and right, so you better better watch out. So Anthony, with your team being constantly rebuilding, are you going to be? Uh, somebody who at the mid, mid midway point in the season, if you're not doing so well, are you going to start tanking, start trading away good players to get future draft picks? Or are you going to be a guy that is always working and even at the end of the league, say you're not in it because, you know, other teams are very good, like John and I. Uh, where, where would you go with that? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think it really depends on the draft class that's coming up. I'm going to be doing a lot of following of uh, college football and maybe some of the international players that are coming in. And, uh, Ooh, international players. Yeah, okay. you know, the market's huge for Australian rugby players, so i got to look at that a little bit. Um, but all of that will factor into my decision. I don't think there will be a point where I'm going to be tanking because I, I know I'll always be in the mix. But oh. I'm going to be an aggressive owner. Uh trade away any amenities that i've got i mean a good team now is worth more than a better team later so that's that's my motto okay i like it yeah Uh, it's a it's a pretty good motto uh now speaking of free agents you just talked you touched on the waiver wire a little bit uh in this league we're officially doing a free age free agent auction system so 
you, your team has a hundred dollars at the beginning of a free agent budget at the beginning of the season. Uh, I've never I've never done this, but basically, if you if you see someone on the waiver wire, you could put as much money as you want or as you have on that person. But if someone outbids you, they get that player. Anthony, I just want to know, uh, have you done this before? What, what do you think the type of strategies are? Uh, I know you were talking about spending all your $100 on that one big player before. Oh, yeah. what, what kind of strategies you got going into this? Well, I have not done this before, so I'm a little bit unfamiliar, but I'm really excited about it because it adds a little more strategy to it. You know, Instead of just being trying to pick up a player and that hope that you're in front of them in the waiver order, you got to outsmart them, outbid them in a way. So, I mean, yeah, if there gets a player out there that I want really badly, I'm not worried about spending 75 bucks on them. I'll tell you that. But wow. if it, I mean, if it's a player that's on nobody's radar, sure. I'll just drop $1 on there. Bang. He's on my team. Easy money. But I think at a certain point, you definitely got to go for players. So if, if he's good enough and he's can help your team now or in the future, I mean, go for him. Yeah. And you touched on, you know, stacking up on guys that are kind of under the radar for the future. How much emphasis are you going to put on young players in this very first draft of a dynasty league? Yeah, you know, it's pretty important, I'd say. But with our deep rosters, that allows us a lot of flexibility in doing that, too. So I don't necessarily need to waste or use earlier round draft picks on like rookies when I can grab them later on in the, say the 24th round or something like that, you know? So I'll be focused on it, but it won't be a priority. I'd say. Okay. You'll you'll be real focused on it when Michael's taking all the rookies. Well, when his team is awful this year, (laughs) we're we're not disclosing my strategies. You know, we may be a win for the future team. We might not be. (laughs) what do you think about this year i think these these rookies this year pretty good what do you think anthony yeah i'd agree i'd say there's a lot of star potential out there especially uh quarterback wise i think there's a lot a lot of places you can go right and uh even some of the running backs i think they'll definitely come onto the scene a little bit halfway through the year or something like that but uh, I like them a lot. I think it's going to go downhill next year there's been lots of talks already about the draft class not being too strong but i mean so you got to go big this year, but I think it's a really nice class. Yeah, who who's your favorite quarterback out of this class? Ooh. For now or for the future? For the if future. But take one guy, one quarterback, you only get to choose one out of this draft class. Who are you taking? Right. Lamar Jackson. Lamar okay. Jackson. Yep. That is an unpopular pick. It is. But can you explain? All right, so Lamar Jackson at Louisville – showed so much talent that I figure there's no way it doesn't translate into the NFL. I'm sure that there'll be, he won't play this year. Joe Flacco is still there, but the next, next season he will start Flacco will be done. And then he'll have a really bad first year of starting. And then the next year he'll just go off. Okay. Wow. He's got a lot. He's got potential running the ball. He's got potential throwing the ball. So I think he'll have like an RG three type season, but with more consistency for sure. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get injured. Um, yeah. So that that sounds like more of a later round pick this year, since he won't. He probably he's not going to start this year. Oh. Yeah. Um, how about Sam Darno or Baker Mayfield? Who do you like better out of those two? That's the big question today. I like I like Baker Mayfield's situation better. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, this is painful. All right. Go ahead. You, you pick the two quarterbacks out of that class that I think are going to fail miserably, but go ahead. You know, I'm going to rescind that statement, actually, because of Tyrod Taylor. So I think Darnold is actually in a better spot this year, at least, because Cleveland likes Tyrod Taylor, and I think Tyrod Taylor will really thrive with that new receiving core that just came in. I think Tyrod Taylor took the Bills to the playoffs last year. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think he's capable of doing that with the Browns, if he's capable of doing it with the Bills. You know, Jarvis Landry did come out and say they're a Super Bowl contender, so you never know. I, I think you do know that they are not a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> the unfortunate reality is, if they win every game on their schedule this year, they will still be 500 over the past two seasons. I just want to point that out. Yeah, no, they will. They will be a four or five win team, probably. Okay. Okay. All right. Good prediction. Good prediction. Um, you know, I, I see Sam over there on the Jets, and I, I just feel bad for Teddy Bridgewater, you know? He's I feel the bad for him, too. He's never going to play. Yeah, straight up. I, I just don't think the Jets have a very strong foundation for him. That's the issue. You I know, I look at the Jets, and last year they were they beat their Vegas prediction on wins, and they even started out the season 2-1 and one with a few wins, and... Overall, their defense was much improved. They've got a lot of good pass rushers. Um, they've improved the offensive line position. The wide receiving core is really weak, so I think that's where Donald's going to struggle a little bit. But the way he looked in that first preseason game, uh, his the, his touchdown drive, he threw actually three touchdowns on that drive. One was called back um, for an offensive pass interference. The other was a blatant drop in the end zone, and the third was an actual touchdown. I don't know. I've loved this kid since his days at USC. Yeah, I like his potential a lot, but I'm not going to stress too much what he does on the in the preseason. I understand. It'll be easier to evaluate once we see him in, in like an actual game, but I feel like it'll take him a couple games, but he'll get into it too. I, I totally understand. Thank right. you. Um, so this is this is the last thing I'm going to do here. So today today on the cast, we're we're revealing the draft order. Oh, I'm not. Geez. I'm not going to reveal the entire thing right now. I'm just going to tell you what your draft pick is, Anthony. Okay. You are draft pick number six. Number six. Out of how many teams? Twelve. Okay. Right in the middle. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining the podcast, Anthony. Uh, good luck. I hope I, I hope you view, you'll be on some future episodes. I, I guarantee you will. I'd love to. Thank you for coming guests. by. Way to, way to set the bar high with guests. Oh, yeah. I don't know how our oh, next one's going to handle it. They're going to choke under the pressure. <laughs> no <Shoot> doubt. Us, but... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, talk to you later, Anthony. All right. Thanks, guys. Do we have Alex? Alex joining Hello? us now? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex, welcome to the inaugural Rice Dynasty podcast. You are our second guest ever. Yeah. Yeah, how does it feel? First, Anthony. Oh, he beat me to it. Yeah, he wow. did. Sorry. How but you? You, all... could, you could be the best ever. I could. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 better start uh performing, buddy. Yeah, um, I'm ready. I'm ready. Good, good. This is what you, we like to hear. You guys both just returned from Italy. This is this was your first time to Italy, so I think it deserves a spot on the podcast. Tell us how it was favorite parts um 
It was very fun. One of my least favorite parts, I'll tell you that right now, was the plane rides. Those <laughs> were very long. Also, enjoy the long plane. Just, just a tip: never have Amsterdamian M and M's. Really? Were, were they not yes. good? They were very bad. Okay. Very bad. Yeah. Okay. But you know, while in Italy, it was really nice. There was a lot of shopping happening in Florence. Um, a lot of sightseeing in Rome, also in Florence too, but more and more so in Rome, and lots of tourists. Nice. Yep, yep. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, Coliseum was probably one of my favorite parts about it, just seeing all that and the history in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Italy, we had some very nice sides. Yeah, Italy's known for their food. What was your favorite meal? Mm, favorite thing I tried or favorite meal? Favorite. Do both. Do both. Okay. Why not so, both? <laughs> the favorite thing I tried... Anthony might have mentioned this, but it was a pork shin. Oh, a shin. It was called the pork shin, and it was basically like, it was pork, and it was on like a bone, and it was like, it was amazing. It had this sauce on it. I can't, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really, really good. Yes. Sounds great. Yeah, it was really good. And then my favorite meal overall was probably when we went to La Giostra. Because when we were there, they gave us like a layout of a bunch of different types of pastas. So I got to try all this stuff. And when I was there, I had some type of penne. We know it was like a macaroncini. And I do not remember the sauce, but it was pretty good. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. You sound, you sound like a chef now. Yeah. Italy changed you. Yeah, it did. For sure. All right. So uh, Team really Alex. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. But now uh, we're going to get into some real talk here on big okay. fantasy football news. Yes. Fantasy yes. F- football. Team Alex, mm-hmm. is that is that the name you're going with? That's not the name I'm going with. I haven't, I haven't checked out on all my team's names yet, so I'm definitely looking to uh, evolve that name into something bigger and better. Are you going with a player pun? I might. I might. Depends on what I can find or figure out myself. That's always the way to go. Yeah, I might. If I'm going to change my name to a player pawn, it might be after the draft. Yeah. Don't blame. Don't blame you at all. Yeah. Um, uh, fantasy football history. Uh, I I know you you haven't ever been in a dynasty league. I know you're you're in my family fantasy football league. Uh, Tell me more about uh about your history in that league and then other leagues if you've been in them. So, I've been in a couple leagues other than our family league. In our family league, I've been semi-successful. I've had some good years. I've had some bad years. I've picked some retired players, which is not smart. <laughs> not do that. That is not Might be smart, smart in this league. Could be smart. They, they, they come could. out of retirement all of a sudden. It's very bold. I'll admit that. Like, it'd, be, it'd be tough to go. Tough to go with. Michael, what but, retired player would you pick right now in our league? What, who do you think has the best chance of just making a comeback? You know, normally I would say Tim Tebow, but <laughs> as he's going to win a World Series for the New York Mets next year, I, you know, I'd probably have to go with uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, he is very <laughs> old. Uh, he turned <laughs> this year, but um, he came out in an interview saying he thinks he could still do it, and I well, believe him. <laughs> wow! So Michael's so, taking Jerry Rice round one. <laughs> if I had to take 
right off the bat. He's the GOAT. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> Very true. How about you, Alex? What retired player would you pick? Um, I would probably choose Calvin Johnson. Oh, Calvin. Yeah, Calvin, since I yeah. think I think he can make his legacy better by being on a uh, I don't want to see a I don't want to say a better team, but just an more... actual NFL yeah. team. Oh, yes, like yes. Team? Mm-hmm. Not the Detroit Lions, you're saying? Yeah, any other team, pretty Come much. Come on, a team that can support him no. in ways that the Lions couldn't. In other words, support him in every way. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the Lions can support him. All right, I, Calvin. I was gonna say Calvin as well. I haven't. We haven't yep. heard from Calvin in a while, but. We have not. He did retire pretty I, young. He's uh, not happy with the Lions. Yeah, yeah I think the last I, that's time I all heard I've from heard. him was when he talked about the Lions. But who is happy with the Lions? <laughs> I am. I <laughs> am. Fan or player alike who is like, you know, I'm really happy with the, what the Lions are doing. Never won a Super Bowl. That's okay. We're happy. <laughs> they will eventually. Yeah, dude. Eventually. Yeah, the, the Browns say too, man. <laughs> oh my god! But the Browns right, said they right. will. This, the Browns hear about the um the vending machines that they have in Cleveland. Lions, Cleveland. Yeah, when what? the when the Browns win their first regular season game, there's vending machines filled with beer that will be unlocked, and they're all free. Wow, when they like, win their first season game, effect. if they if they win, no, the first game they win in the regular season, they get that. Yeah, wow. 2020 is gonna be lit. Yeah. Yep. Would you say wait? You heard me. 2020, it's going to be... Oh, like- <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that they better like awesome. fill it with even more beer every single year they, they don't yeah, win. it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Fans <laughs> get more and more hype. It's it gonna might be, be crazy. A, a little flat by that point, but, you know, worth it. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah we'll just s- keep it in there so that it tastes really bad when it comes out. So it really wasn't that much of a waste. Yeah. I- I'd like to interrupt both of you guys for a quick breaking news update since since this podcast requires me to be on espn all the time i i feel like i should do breaking news type segments where i i read off scores that i see on espn the white Sox are up two nothing against the tigers in the bottom of the third there's one out um and uh there's two people on base for the tigers so if you care about that get a strike out good to know I know yeah. this is a podcast and it's not live, and you probably can go check the score right now. But <laughs> no, I, we're come, we're bringing this resu- these results to you live. <laughs> to <Yeah>. you live, <laughs> whatever time it is for you right now when you're listening to this podcast, this is it, it is two nothing in the bottom of the third with one out. Yeah. Uh, Jamer Candelario is at bat. Just to add here, with two strikes, um, first Should... one was looking, the second swinging. Uh, but you know, I I believe in him. Yeah. Should we just announce the game then? You know, maybe we should stop with the play-by-play of baseball and get back into it. Oh, Alex, okay. Okay. Uh, looking at this year's, uh, you know, you know, it's this draft with the whole dynasty mode in mind. What are you looking for out of a late-round pick? Are you going for someone who's going to help you now or someone who may help you in a few years down the road? I'm looking for a steal in the late round. I'm looking for someone who could – be mediocre this year in the season and then future seasons really rise up to the top now i don't know who that is yet i haven't researched much but i know i'm gonna find him and he's gonna be my guy okay wow Mm -hmm. or girl or girl yes either one (laughs) 
You never know. <laughs> you never know. True. Well, you, you never True. know where the NFL is going. You know. Yeah. They might need to get views to live up. by. Yeah. Okay, Alex. Uh, my last question for you: If you had to name one guy in the league who is going to be taking a knee this year, who was it, and which knee is he going down on? <laughs> taking a knee. Yeah. Wow. wow. We're talking during the anthem too, not during the game. Oh, okay. I didn't say. I didn't specify any punter turners. Well, Tom Brady is definitely taking a knee because they're going to run the clock out. But I thought we were specifically talking. Are we know, talking national before anthem the game? Or Let, let's just go to national anthem. Okay. I was going to make Aaron Rodgers joke, but fine. fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Callum Kaepernick, for sure. Okay, that, that's yeah. a bold. That's actually a very bold prediction. Because you're not saying, right. yeah, you're saying he's coming back though, and he's gonna take it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna, uh, that, I was gonna say that could be very wrong. Um, it's gonna come straight out, Dion Lewis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And All I right. think <laughs> left, left knee, left knee, left yep. knee. You heard it here, folks. It's going to be will, insane. We'll update you by the week on which knee Dion Lewis goes down on. Yes. Just confirm these predictions. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get some rumors coming from the locker room, whatnot, on who's going to knee, who's not, you know, all yeah, that stuff. And sure. we'll, we'll be stuff. there on the Little scene. Little whispers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's Live. Tons coming of at you. Live. Yeah. And we'll give you live updates in your ear, even <laughs> if you don't want to, without your permission. So You probably yeah. don't want them. We're oh, yeah. Give them to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that I require everyone to wear an earpiece that's in this league. So, uh, the yeah. whole time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, here's my last question before I, I reveal a surprise for you. Um, who do you think is going to be a rival in this league? Um, I'm not sure. I think I'm not quite sure who's in the league other than <laughs> of I course. know you, you guys. Max, I'm pretty sure. Quinn, and then Anthony. I think those are the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Adante is also in it. Tom. Adante, yes. Tom. Um, I think Tom might be. Tom's going to be a rival. Actually, maybe Max. Okay, because call him out. Because Max, every time Max comes over, I chirp about his height. So he <laughs> might already have beef with me before the season even starts. And then during our week that we play, or weeks, he might be thinking to himself, man, I really got to get this guy just to prove that height doesn't matter. Oh, wow. Wow. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you do play him, which I is do. the league is formatted. So you play everyone in your division twice and then people in the other division, only three of the teams in the other division. Yeah. But you do end up playing him anyways, even though you're in a different division. Okay. That's good. So week six, everyone wow, look out for six. that. We yeah, will mark, be, it, uh, mark it on your schedule. Six. It's a big, big rivalry day. You guys might want to put it live on our scores so that people can just see it oh, while we'll watching the games. Yeah, oh, no doubt, no doubt at all. We're gonna yeah. call in. We're calling into Fox and CBS, and they're gonna have it on the bottom line during the games. So Make sure. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be great. Um, so we're revealing the draft order here on this podcast today. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, I let Anthony know his his draft pick, um, and now I'm going to let you know what draft pick you have. Okay. So we have breaking news here. Breaking news. Breaking I'm getting news. this. I'm getting this in from 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 headquarters from Rice Dynasty <laughs> headquarters right now. T 
Team Alex has the eighth pick in the draft. So Anthony with the sixth pick, Alex with the eighth pick. Doable. That's doable. It's doable. (laughs) You you definitely can draft from that position. Yes. That's true. No (laughs) doubt you will get a player. I will. (laughs) At least one. And I'm I'm proud of you. Proud of you for that. So that's pretty good. I've really been working hard for that eight spot. Yep. <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, thank you for joining us well, here today. Can I ask on you cast. one question? Oh yeah, ask well, us questions. Does it doesn't doesn't matter if I know who the like who the other picks are? Uh, you want to know? The surprise? It does ruin the surprise. I was I was going to reveal it at the end of the show. What? Okay. We could we could reveal it right now with you on the show. Why not? Let's reveal it right now. Let's yeah. do it right now. Reveal the no. whole thing. Reveal the whole thing. Uh, I currently can't even see the picks, so I'd like to know. Yeah, because I haven't Are submitted going... the, I haven't submitted the changes yet. Okay, well please submit so, the changes. Are we going right. least to top or top to bottom? I'll we'll go Let's least go, what, twelve down to one. Yeah, okay. we'll go to yeah. twelve. Can you release the changes, John, so I can see that? Uh yeah, yeah 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 okay. yeah yeah yeah. Wait, gotta log in. Of course, gotta log in. ESPN, right, very very time. password protected. All right, it should be submitted now, so you can see them. All right, so uh, I'm getting word from headquarters right now that they have given me the twelfth and final pick in the draft. Wow. Very unfortunate for myself. I am upset to say the least. Uh, I don't blame you. Uh, with the eleventh pick. We have given it to Team Nine, which is not oh, yet been built. A future owner. Future Ooh. owner. Oh man, I'm looking at this. I'm very upset about this. Make sure you do not tell them this. <laughs> the future are... owners have lucked out. I'll tell you, that's my hint. <laughs> <laughs> they really have. I'm not happy about this at all. All right. Uh, uh, I guess I'm. I, I'm next. I am getting word that uh, Quinn's the owner of Quinn's Soft Dick, Quinn Gallant is pick number 10 that's really unfortunate but yeah i mean he already really has a soft him. dick and now now the he's got the 10th pick yeah who's gonna, who's okay. gonna tell him um at number coming in at number nine we have team adante by uh mr adante provenzano 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 congratulations adante wow. i don't know you but congratulations <laughs> on your ninth pick. And picking eighth, Team Alex, owned by Alex George. Wow, beautiful Huge announcement. Pick. Thank you. All right, uh, I'll announce this next one. Uh, <laughs> Michael Carey, he's on the podcast right now. He he has pick number seven, Team Carey. How are you feeling about that, uh, Michael? You like number I seven? I'm uh, not thrilled about team or number pick number seven, but I'm not worried. He's better any. than me. That's one thing. Yeah. So, not too worried, but a little frustrated. Okay. Yeah, okay. Coming in at number six, we've announced this earlier, Team Always Rebuilding with Anthony George. You've heard from him. You know how he feels about his pick. He's as happy as anybody. Yeah, he loves six. Six is his favorite number. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, And then uh, Alex's rival has a pick at number five, Maxwell Smith, owner of the Milford bird lovers he has recla- <laughs> he has claimed his city of milford as his hometown so hopefully he'll get the milford fans coming out to each game uh so the bird lovers fifth pick wow it's that mascot is going to be terrifying <laughs> yes. really it really is it really I, is i really <laughs> hope he makes a logo i really do 
Um, coming in at number four, another person I don't know. Shocker. Um, is Team Miring. They're going to be looking, you know, admiring all the other teams that pass them in the standings by Ad- Tom Meyer. Admiring. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next three picks are all uh, divvied out to future owners. Uh, and if, if they can afford the buy-in, they're going to have great picks. Oh, yeah. I, we kind of announced here that the next team that joins, Team 9, you're not going to want to join because you have the 11th pick. <laughs> you're going to want to wait. Yeah. yeah. The def- last team that joins, Team 12, you have the number one pick. So, <laughs> so if you're, if you're, so you're going to be the last. Our future listener and owner of Team 12, you're welcome. Yeah. You want to be the person that you guys look for last, not yeah. number one on your list. Oh, yeah. And we're, yeah, we're looking. probably make sure they suck. Yeah. Don't worry, Michael's Michael's got some people in the in the uh, in the pipeline here, and uh, yeah, we're gonna make find sure them. they don't know anything about football. Yeah, so I mean, and that's yeah. hard to find. So it really is. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, well, that's uh, anything else, Alex. I mean, last time last time we tried to kick you off, you you really wanted to stay on. So I just, mean, just want to make I know, sure. It's just, I just love being here. You know. Just love talking to you guys it's just great it's great to hear from you too man yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. really great i, I appreciate mm-hmm. it a lot uh yeah. we we do have the rest of the show to go to go off of and we are 35 minutes in so you know uh I, i'd love i'd love for you to be here but yeah maybe future ones i understand yes i really hope you guys invite me back this come back anytime thank Any, you, thank anytime you. you want just text me up and i'll, I'll just start recording right away you know it's just randomly okay yeah all right that's good. that's good thanks alex thank you for having me you guys of course yeah of course good luck this season thank you you guys too okay all right john uh let's get into some of the things we're looking for out of our draft picks this year let's do it so last season i was notorious for drafting todd Gurley with one of the last picks of the second round oh uh, i had the number one pick in the draft last year in a 12-man league and was able to take Todd Gurley number 24, who turned so, out to be the number one running back of the year. He was very and good. here are some of the things I looked for in him, and I look for in a running back that I take in a draft. Um, the first thing is the offensive line. Uh, last year, the Rams got a new center and a new left tackle, which inspired me to believe that they were going to improve drastically in the running game. Uh, what are your... Do you see anybody this year who you think could be, you know, that surprise running back that really burst? A surprise running back, eh? Um, I, I I have to look over at my – I got very hyped last Friday. Uh, the Lions played the Raiders, and I, I like what I saw in Carrion Johnson. And I also like what I saw in Amir Abdullah. And I think our offensive line has improved. Um, okay. But, of course, it's the Lions running game. So yeah. I, I am an idiot for saying that. And I, at later in the season, I'll look back at this and I'll be very upset. Um, but besides that, I, I I don't know. Todd Gurley is a really good pick normally, but we're going surprise picks here. Deion Lewis is on the Tennessee Titans now. Um, I think he could possibly uh, he could possibly do some things over there. The Titans, of course, have improved uh, recently. Deion Lewis is, you know, a very 
good choice out of New England. Great pass catcher, especially in New England. I'm not a huge fan of his, although I do understand because you know he is uh, taking over kind of a receiver out of the backfield position. They, they've missed a lot. And with the new offensive coordinator there, I think they'll be passing the ball a lot more. I still like Derrick Henry, who's become kind of a workhorse there. Uh, definitely a two-down back. Deion Lewis will get a lot of the third-down reps. I think he'll, again, be a really good pass catcher. A guy I think is going to have kind of a breakout year himself will be I mean, I, I realize this isn't much of a breakout year, but Alvin Kamara, I think right now, I see him ranked sixth in a lot of uh, fantasy running backs. I think he'll end up in the top three. He, especially with the injury, or the suspension, excuse me, um, at the beginning of the year to Mark Ingram, is going to be receiving a lot of the handoffs inside the 10-yard line. And looking at New Orleans offense, that's going to be a team that scores a lot of points and is going to be looking to take a lot of the pressure, especially in the red zone, off of Drew Brees at the start of the season. So I like teams that are going to be scoring a lot of points. Uh, I see that out of a lot of the Atlanta running backs. That's why I'm always high on Devontae Freeman, um, even though he does split carries with Tevin Coleman. And that's why I'm kind of low on teams like Miami running backs, such as Kenyon Drake, who year after year, he gets overhyped in my mind. Or even Joe Mixon for Cincinnati, who I don't think will be scoring a lot of points. If I don't think they'll be getting a lot of opportunities in the red zone, which is the most important thing for a running back, is scoring touchdowns. What do you think about uh, Frank Gore on that Miami on that Miami team? He's pretty. He's ranked 18th in our uh, projections here in, in our league specifically. What do you think about Frank? Frank the Tank. You know, one of the things I do look for in running backs is most of them don't have that long of careers. Frank the Tank has been the <laughs> rare exception. Oh, yeah. Frank, year after year, has amounted for a 1,000-yard rushing seasons. And, you know, especially with a Miami team that gets Ryan Tannehill back, I could see him having a pretty solid year. Not a guy I would take in the first three rounds just because I don't know how many points they're going to be scoring, especially in a division that has a really good defense in Buffalo. They have to travel up to New England this year again, as they always do. Yeah. And New England's not going to be falling off any cliffs because, let's face it, Mike Patricia wasn't the uh, defensive genius behind the Patriots. It's always been Bill, Bill Belichick. Uh, sorry, too many lion shots coming in today. But Frank Gore, very consistent runner. If I had him available in the fourth round, even late third round, I'd probably go with him. Nice. That it might not be the best pick for our league, unless this guy is legit. <laughs> legitimately has like ten more years in him or something miraculously. That, that he, that's a great point. This guy is very old. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there are a lot of good young running backs out there. Kareem Hunt last year, he he kind of had a roller coaster every year. He had a really good start. Then in the middle, he kind of dropped, and then he went right back up at the end. Uh, what do you what, where do you do you think Kareem Hunt has another fantastic year? Is this his real breakout year where he he gets he's the best running back? I think you're going to see a lot more consistent play out of Kareem Hunt, especially as they integrate Patrick Mahomes into the offense. So expect something similar to last year where he's really leaned on at the start of the season. I think 
as Patrick Mahomes continues to develop, and this kid's got a rocket arm, and they do have a lot of weapons um, to aid him in his development in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Kareem Hunt, though, has such power and speed at a running back position that's really rare. The only other running back I can think that has that combination is Ezekiel Elliott, who I'm also really high on going into this season. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, look for him to have a little bit more consistent year again kind of a spike at the beginning but i could see his production being just as good if not better than last year nice me too i'm, I'm pretty high on kareem hunt I, i'm as high as ever on todd Gurley though this guy is is amazing todd Gurley had a great year last year um you know they had added a left tackle as well as a center and if you look what they've done this offseason, they've only gotten better. They've improved at the cornerback position. They've improved at the defensive tackle position. And you might be asking, what does that do for a running back? Well, you, the, the more time the offense is on the field is equals more opportunities for especially a running back as they try to you know run the clock. I look at Jared Goff, and I think he's going to continue to improve. Their wide receiving core is one of the best in football, and especially now with the addition of Brandon Cooks. But Todd Gurley, his production, it's not going to slow down. The only thing I worry about with him is he had an abnormal, an abnormally large number of touchdowns last year. So I could see the touchdown numbers going down a little bit. So that could contribute to overall points going down. But I still look for him to be one of the top backs in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And like you were saying earlier, you love to see uh, – you love running backs with those high-scoring offensive offenses the rams were one of those teams last year for sure they were highly scoring very offensive um, and they were so much fun to watch too i loved watching the rams every week couldn't right. agree really good team got more topics for us absolutely um i or, wanted to ask you who are a few sleeper picks specifically out of rookies this year that you're looking if you're looking at the end of the draft you know there's rookies left on the board that maybe people aren't taking who uh, name a few guys that you might consider taking late in the draft to stash right. away? Late in the draft to to stash away. So we're talking, we're talking that people. Are we talking people that aren't in? I mean, I think we're talking quarterbacks who who aren't going to start. Obviously, Sam Darno is probably going to start on the Jets. Would you mm-hmm. agree? Uh, I think he'll be the week one starter. Yeah, and I I think that makes him definitely higher up in the draft. I like Sam the best out of the quarterbacks in this rookie, <clears throat> out of these rookies. But um, you got Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, obviously, who are not going to be starting. So I think they'll probably be in the later rounds. And for that reason, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I really liked what I saw with Baker Mayfield in his first preseason game. Of course, it's the preseason. The Browns went 4-0 in the preseason last year. Didn't matter whatsoever, but I still I still really liked it. He was he was slinging the ball around. I also just love this this kid's personality so much. He just loves having fun out there, um, and I I keep seeing all these gifts on Twitter of him dancing uh, very awkwardly, and I think he knows he's a terrible dancer, and and that's why I like him. <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't claim that either of us are the best dancers either, so I can understand how you how we can relate to that. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna go. A little away from the quarterback position and i'm gonna pick a couple guys um one is mike gasicki out of penn state he was a tight end really big very athletic tight end probably the only tight end in college football i've ever seen hurdle 
a linebacker, uh, which uh, last year, um, especially in his in the games against Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and Michigan State, the games that I specifically watched, this guy's an absolute force. Plays for Miami. Okay. Uh, Miami recently got rid of uh, Deion Sims, who's now on the Chicago Bears. So that's an opening in that position. And another guy, and I hate to say this, especially to you, of all people, Kerryon Johnson out of Detroit. Hell I've yeah. been reading a lot of great things about what he's been doing in practice, not only as a running back, but also as a receiver. And for me, that's huge with that offensive scheme. So I think he would be a great stash pick late in the draft. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What I saw out of him uh, that preseason game, I loved it. And I, I, I'm just hearing overall great things about um, what, what the Lions have done with their running core to improve it. I think it's clear that they know that's their biggest weakness uh, in past years, and I, I think they're working on it pretty well. I think they're working on it not only with carry on, but with Amir Abdullah too, so, and their offensive line. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers. We haven't talked about rookie wide receivers. Any rookie wide receivers you like? Um, There are a couple. Uh, you know, one guy – I was going to talk about a little bit more was uh, Darius, uh, I think it's Guise out of LSU. Uh, he was a second-round pick by the Redskins. He was actually running back, but can't talk about him because uh, he actually – he's out for the season. <laughs> okay. In the very first preseason yeah. game. So I, I that's, remember seeing that's that. really tough. Yeah, you definitely uh, you can't get points if you don't play in the season. So you know, I can't argue with that logic. What? But hey, this is dynasty league. You you have injured reserve spots. Do you think people, someone's going to take them in the draft? We have twenty four picks. Do you think someone's going to take them in the draft anyway and say, hey, this kid, this guy is going to be good in the future? I guess no, just because he's an under-the-radar pick by the Washington Redskins, who I don't really like to begin with. Um, you know, the highest receiver in this draft was DJ Moore by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I don't see how much use he's going to get. The I, I would honestly point to Calvin Ridley uh, from Alabama by the Atlanta Falcons. If I'm looking at a, a rookie receiver, he was also a first-round pick, and I think Honestly, I think they were uh, they kind of had their mouths watering when he was still on the board. I expected him to go a little bit higher. I yeah. think he'll be a great slot guy to complement Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, they throw the ball a ton, which means a lot of touchdowns through the air. And I see him probably being the best rookie out of anybody. How about okay. yourself? Uh, I honestly, uh, I'm gonna come out and say I don't know anything about rookie wide receivers is this is this class of receivers just not as good because i have it not is heard not a very good rookie have class not receivers. heard anything about them honestly so i it's a, it's a very uh yeah wide receiver was not a huge pick anybody though who you could see breaking out at receiver this year maybe has had just off in general who's who's past. not a rookie maybe any yeah not a rookie okay let me uh let me think about this for a second. Uh, I, I, obviously, I got to go back to the Lions. I exclusively know Lions, but Kennedy, Kenny Galladay had a rookie season last year that was it was it was pretty good, and he he shows so much potential. I think he's, I think he's bound to have a really good year 
this year. I will say I think Kenny Galladay will take over the number one spot over Golden Tate in Detroit. Um, I think he'll become a much bigger touchdown catcher this year. Uh, I really like his size and speed combination and the ability to go deep with him, which Matthew Stafford has a heckman arm. So that's a huge weapon, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, someone who is probably flying under the radar right now. A lot of people aren't talking about. That's Jordy Nelson. Jordy. Who's just gone over to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. I think he's going to be a very good pickup for John Gruden. He knows the West Coast offense coming out of Green Bay. John Gruden, I've heard from multiple reports, is kind of confusing some of the guys over there because of the complexity of his offense. But I don't think that's going to slow down Jordy Nelson whatsoever. So you could see a drop-off in Amari Cooper's numbers and that being picked up a little bit by Jordy Nelson. And another guy I'm huge on. Uh, Second-year receiver. He was a rookie last year. Really surprised some people who uh, actually – I picked him late in last year's draft, and he turned out to be a great pickup is Cooper Cup. Cooper. Cooper Cup uh, is a wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And I actually judged him off a preseason game and got a little lucky. He caught uh, three preseason uh, touchdown passes in a single game uh, from Jared Goff, which kind of gave me the green light to their – you know, their comfort together. I think he's going to come out as their number one receiver out of camp, even ahead of Brandon Cooks. So that's uh, that's probably my sleeper pick at wide receiver. I think that's a good one. <clears throat> and I know uh, Brandon Cooks had like a kind of an off gear at the New England. He just wasn't like in – he was he was more relevant, I feel, when he was at on the Saints. And now he's back on – he's on the Rams. What do you What do you think about him on the Rams? Their scheme really focuses on spreading the ball around. And Brandon Cooks on the Patriots last year, it's kind of the same thing. The Patriots really spread it around. You hear guys like Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan who, coming out of college, you never would have heard of these guys. Oh, they're pulling in 12 touchdown grabs, you know. Yeah. They, uh, The Rams are going to do the same thing. And Brandon Cooks essentially just became a deep threat there. The Rams gave him a lot of money. He's so... They have another deep threat, even though I think Cooper Cup will uh, become the biggest weapon for Jared Goff in the passing game. Okay. Biggest weapon, Cooper Cup. And speaking of Danny Amendola, he's on uh, the Dolphins now. And uh, I think he's uh, useless. I would 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like Dolphins wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, even Jarvis Landry was kind he, of a wild card there. Yeah, and also I, Tom Brady makes wide receivers a lot better. All yeah. right, yeah, he's just that guy's just good. The guy's yeah, he's all right. Oh man. All right, what else we got? I guess I have uh, one last question for you. Do you okay. see any teams this year? Not we're gonna stay off fantasy for a second because okay. we don't know NFL. what everyone's looking like but just yeah. look looking at the nfl any teams this year that you see doubling their win total maybe coming out of nowhere and making the playoffs doubling their win total yep last year we had the rams yeah. kind of coming out of nowhere who do you see this year as this year's rams oh god this year's rams i do with i uh 
This is this is gonna be a, a, a risky thing to say. How many wins did the Colts have last year? The Colts I'm looking at right now had four wins. Four wins? I do think they double that. I think they go okay. eight and eight. I think okay. Andrew Luck is that good. Andrew Luck is great, and he looked good in his preseason uh, matchup. He doesn't look like it doesn't look like the injury affected him at all, really. Um, I do think the Colts double. Double the win total. Browns double their wins. So zero wins times two is zero still. So <laughs> we'll say they more than double their wins. <laughs> do they more? Than, I do think the Browns win games this year. Okay. Um, like they do have Tyron Taylor now, and I, they have some wide receivers. I think their offense is a lot better this year. I do think they win. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or have a winning record, but I think they win games. How's okay. that? That's a pretty. That's, that's, that's good. If you're from I Cleveland, like you love that prediction. You're like, wow, yeah, Browns winning. Nice. <laughs> uh, for you, I'm gonna just throw out a few other teams. Uh, I like what you said about the Colts, um, and then I would also go with the Houston Texans. Ooh, I think Texans. They're going to. I really think the the standings in that division will flip flop themselves, where the Texans. And the Colts are looking at the one and two spot, and the Jags and the Titans really kind of fall off a cliff there. Um, yeah, you the do not like Bortles. I'm not a like Bortles. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win in this league consistently. Um, the other team I really like, but they had six wins last year, and I'm not going to give them 12, is San Francisco. Yeah. With Jim Apollo. Yeah. Um, they really came out at the end of the year and showed what that offense is capable of. And uh, I, I really like what they've put together, but they're still really young and haven't quite addressed that offensive line as much as I'd like them to. Um, any teams you think are going to fall off a cliff here? Falling. I kind of threw out Jacksonville. But... You did kind of throw out Jacksonville. Um, I, can, I, I don't think Jacksonville is really going to fall off a cliff. I think okay. they – I think they proved us like they could be successful with Blake Bortles, who I agree is not the best quarterback, but I I still think they can be successful um, without him. God, I really wish the Patriots would fall off a goddamn cliff already. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like one of these years, I just want to predict like, yeah, this is the year Tom Brady is. He's finally too old, you know. This is this is the year that he's gonna have like his his final year, like Peyton Manning had a terrible year, his final year and all that stuff. But it's just way too hard to ever do that kind of. Um, that uh, steps back and kind of gives way, though. Maybe not fall off a cliff, but someone who won't win as much as they did last year. I honestly, uh, you're not going to like this one, but I honestly think uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to fall a little bit. Um, I, I think they had... I liked their three quarterbacks they had more than Kirk Cousins. I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You're... You know, you're going to be surprised. I like that pick. Really? Because I also think they're going to step back a little bit be from purely from their schedule. Okay. I think production at quarterback will be – I think Kirk Cousins will have a better year than Case Keenum will in Denver. But I think the production at quarterback will probably go down a little bit purely off of their schedule i think they'll step back and finish second in the north uh behind green bay um uh, of course um 
and finish about 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. Okay. Uh, another team I think is going to take a, you know, a slight step back would pro I mean, obviously I think Buffalo is going to take a step back um, with yeah. Nate Peterman, <laughs> just five interceptions in one half as your starting quarterback. And Josh Allen's not going to be much better. I'm just letting you know. But yeah. I think Kansas City will actually take a step back, and yeah. Los Angeles will be winning the AFC West this year and making the playoffs. I really like the Chargers. You really like the Chargers? Big fan of the Chargers. I really want Phillip Rivers to have some success. I think he's been a right? super consistent quarterback. Most underrated quarterback in the league. No doubt. he's He, he deserves some accolades. Oh, and this guy's trash talk? Have you ever listened to him? No. <laughs> oh, my God. He... He talks the best smack in the league, stuff we cannot say on this podcast. Go look oh it up. Oh, my goodness. It is I, incredible. I know I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, John, anything more you got for me? Um, I, I don't have anything else, really. I think I think this was a successful first week of the podcast. And it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, once we have things to actually talk about in our, our league specifically, once people have drafted, once we've got a full league – once we have it's, more owners come on, it, it's only bound to get better. It's going to blow up. It really is. Honestly, this could be the most popular fantasy football league of all time. and that, I think this could be the best of all time. That's why, uh, the, that's why the buy-in's $50 million. Anyone who's interested, you know, you know where to find us. <laughs> exactly. You do know where to find us. I'm going to be posting this in the uh, group message, of course, the amazing group message that we have. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have some new owners to announce soon. Of course, you heard the draft order there. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft. Once we get those owners go, once we get those four owners in, then we're going to decide on a time to draft. Uh, the season starts pretty soon. The season uh, is coming up, and once the season gets going, we'll have weekly power rankings <laughs> to tell you what the best team in the league looks like just on paper, and we'll keep you updated on the standings. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you to Michael for joining me. It's gonna be gonna be a great year. Yeah, and thanks for thanks to Anthony and Alex for also joining us uh, as well. Good luck to everybody, um, and have a have a good end end to everyone's summer. Oh, signing off. Peace out.